2: And I'm Jenny. And this is Hyphenated, the podcast about living in the hyphen. We haven't uploaded in a couple weeks, so we're excited. We're excited to be back. The holidays are cray-cray. It feels like this time of year, I get very weirdly emotional (laughs) because it feels like the end of an era and the era being just a year. And it always feels like oh, did I accomplish everything I wanted to accomplish? Did I do everything I wanted to do? Even though time will continue inevitably in a I linear know. fashion. I and know. it's not like anything's going to end. but
3: it's It's funny to be aware of that. And yet we still follow that timeline. I get the same way. I get extremely emotional, sentimental, stressed. Like I play this like <laughs> vitamin C, graduation, PowerPoint, presentation scenario like as we go, go on, on we remember, we remember.
2: <laughs> of like and it's like the pictures year. of you like yeah
3: you know like oh look all these memories and stuff um and i panic because i panic at the end of every year
2: regarding my career specifically i'm like <gasps> what am i gonna do next it year it just feels like <laughs> time uh you know they i'm gonna ruin your life but Uh, This is a fact that I heard, and ever since I heard it a couple weeks ago, it's been basically haunting me. I don't know if I've told you this already, but basically the half point in your life when it comes to memories is the age of 22. So from zero to 22, in terms of how your brain conceptualizes time, like that is the half point in your life. You know how now age uh, and and years just pass by quicker? Yeah. Like, but when you were younger, when you were eight to nine, felt like 10 years. Yes. So the actual memory half point in time in your brain is 22. Oh, my God. I think that's because of school. (laughs) Well, I think it's because it's just... We're we're going through so many changes at that. Like, I look exactly the same as I look like, you know, four years ago, except for my hair being longer. But four years for a child from eight to 12 right. is just 17 different people, you
3: know? Yeah, that's true. There's so much going on. You're still developing in various areas, Um I didn't continue to develop in the realm of boobage and height, but that's besides the point. <laughs> um, but I, uh, but I do think, at least for me and my wackadoo ADHD, the kid who would sit in class and literally stare at the clock until it was over, I think school is what really made childhood drag <laughs> for me. Mm. I was like, when is this over? It just felt like forever. It just was grueling <laughs> for me, just like like. Uh, um. So I think like, cause think about it, most people graduate with their bachelor's around twenty two, you know, to twenty four, and then yeah, and then shoom into adulthood you go with work and career bullshit and other things, and at least for me, that's what made shit go way too slow. I know. Was, I think you're right. Was well, the United States education system? <laughs>
2: It's also, uh, I think about my my days at school, and I'm like, how the fuck did I have so much energy? It was like, yeah, you had class from nine to four, and then you had after-school activities from four to seven, then you had homework from seven to nine. Like, what the hell? What what the hell? Like, I, half of that feels exa- I go to work, and then I get out of work, and I'm like, oh my God, that that was so hard. <laughs> I I, I agree like I do think they try to jam-pack as much as possible because our brains are forming and obviously you know developing the more that you stimulate it the more intelligence I guess uh, we get I don't know how it works I'm not a teacher (sighs) or a neurologist but um, there is this feeling of time slipping by now this is such a bummer of an episode but like i do feel (laughs) like i miss the i miss the days when you know like i was looking forward to turn 13. i was looking forward to turn 15. i was looking forward to turn 18. i was looking forward to turn 21. these were all like big milestones in someone's life 25 i could rent a car I'm like I don't need to age anymore. I'm fine. Like that. I don't. I'm. I'm not looking forward to any other age. There's not like God. I fucking can't wait till I turn sixty. Like truly, <laughs> that's the time where I can get museum passes for half the price. That is not enough of a of a sell for me yeah. to want to age.
3: Yeah, it's like a blessing to age, right? I always think about that. You know, when I see a wrinkle or some bullshit age-related physical
2: manifestation
3: manifestation whatever Uh, and I'm like well you lived long enough to experience this bitch and so I have to constantly remind myself of that but I feel like for me as the older I get it's less about looking forward to turning a certain age and more about well I hope I reach this goal by this age right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right like, i right, better right, right. and if i don't yeah, <laughs> yeah so yeah. that's really how i go about my aging but again it's very much tied I, to my I... career then again it could be because you, yes. you and i are both married already so at least that's off the table i'm not like oh my gosh <laughs> by this age i have to be married and then i don't want to have kids so that's there's no time for that i like i don't give a fuck but so for me what's on the table right now it's like oh my career goals and i don't know like financial goals those are
2: the two for me oh well you know i i'm contemplating kids but mm-hmm. since i'm a woman the contemplation can't last very long <laughs> Which is so fucked up. I know. Like, I truly, it's the most important decision you can make in your entire lifetime. And women are like, well, you know, you just feel like you got your act together. You got to decide whether you're going to have a baby or not. And it's just, uh, that for me is a big, you know, pressure point and in, in anxiety. And specifically when I go back, quote unquote, home, home, not being Venezuela, because I can't go back home, but like Mm-hmm. To Miami and seeing all my friends from Caracas, they all have kids. They all live mm-hmm. a very different life than I do. You know, they live in a s- nice house in the suburbs. They just got to a point in their career. And I'm like, my career is a nightmare. I'm up one day, down another day. I don't know if I want to have kids. And for them, mm-hmm. I, every time I go, I'm dreading this. I'm going and I'm dreading how many times people are going to ask me when i'm oh, going to have God. kids daniel my husband no one ever asks him obviously it's claro always que no. me claro que no. and and it is another pressure point in time passing so it's like you know how a bell curve works you know like it's like it goes up and then to a certain peak and then it goes down mm-hmm. the benefits of aging for me feel <laughs> feel like a bell curve and i'm like i'm approaching the negative part and I will say I, I love that I'm wiser. I love that I'm, I like myself significantly more now than at any point. And I think as time passes, I like myself more because I get to know myself more. And, mm-hmm. you know, you become more you as time passes. Um, but I'm very different than you. I see a wrinkle, and I panic. Um, I have a lot of I can't believe I'm saying this. I have a lot of white hairs. Okay, bro. I got a fuck ton of white hairs. White hairs everywhere. I have white hairs now on my body. Not just on my hair. Oh Oops. My head. Okay? Oops. Okay? Oop. that's not supposed to happen.
3: Well. That's not supposed <laughs> to happen. <laughs> <laughs> then again, it's been a very stressful year. It's been a very stressful four years. I think people are getting white hairs sooner than they would like. Um, because we, especially as millennials, we have not caught a break, you know? Uh, It's crazy. Yeah. So I, I, (laughs) between COVID and the strikes and world affairs, everything, like politically, 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 everything's a shit show. Everything's
2: a shit show. So, um. We're also getting like deluged, deluged. Delude, deluged, deluded. I don't know. What? We're getting overwhelmed. <laughs> We're getting overwhelmed with the amount of information there is in the world. We've always been overwhelmed by information. Yeah. So like, I think it makes everything feel more ac- acute, like more intense. Uh, yes. Uh, Like, you know, you know, in our youth, I'd be like, all I can think about is throwing the best 16th birthday party ever. And now I'm like, oh, my my party I w- in March, I'm going to throw up my birthday. And then I'm like, what if there's another pandemic? <laughs> or like, what if war? Like, I, You know, it's <laughs> the, the, the stresses of life, uh, like it, they become more grandiose. And I don't know if this happens to you, but when I was younger, I wouldn't cry so easily with things uh, like um, movies or songs or music mm-hmm. um and i remember my parents would make me watch this opera every fucking sunday called rigoletto <laughs> um it's not by verity it's by something. R- rigoletto. okay rigoletto. rigoletto and i i hated it i hated going i hated going to the opera i hated. It. they had this on tape and they would like fucking vcr this shit and i would v- have to watch it on this goddamn like vcr over and over again And then they bought me tickets to go see it live and as a child this opera was my nightmare as a child this opera signified like the equivalent i guess for a lot of people going to church because i had to sit through it without feeling anything and you know yeah and there i am and i'm sitting there and i'm watching this opera and we're at the third act or the second act i guess and I'm gonna ruin Rigoletto for you, but uh, basically this guy's daughter dies, and there's this like song that they sing to each other. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start fucking tearing up right now. And it, look at me, <laughs> Joanna. I don't know what's wrong with me. And it's a fucking like opera, bro. Like like you know, these people are in these ridiculous garbs singing in language I don't understand. And then there's this beautiful moment between a a dad and a daughter and and a dad losing his daughter and his daughter loving someone so intensely like I got it it was like a moment in my life where this fucking annoying opera made sense to me and I cried I cried pero moco tendido I was like (laughs) que eso moco tendido what does that mean hanging boogers oh it's yeah, like in Venezuela, como que estaba llorando moco tendido. Como que, like, your, your boogers are just. Oh, like, I guessed it correctly. Because I was you thinking totally of, like, moco,
3: which I know is boogers. And then I think of tendadera, which where my abuela would, you know, hang the laundry outside. <laughs> so, like, wait, moco tendido. Llorando moco tendido.
2: You're Ay, a genius, bro. You literally no, guessed it.
3: You know? You would... You're literally a genius, bro. Like, literally. Like, you know. But that's so interesting because I feel like I've gotten. Maybe it's the Prozac. You know what? It's the Prozac. <laughs> I don't cry as much anymore. I used to, but that here's the thing, bro. I used to cry too much. Like, just everything would make me cry. I was a sensitive piece of shit. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing to cry. The problem was, I would cry when there was no reason to cry. Um, mm. And anything would break me, especially when I was PMSing, which, again, I was diagnosed with PMDD, which is premenstrual dysphoric Mm -hmm. disorder, which is a more severe version of PMS. Not in the crampy, achy, let me dip pickles in cream cheese fucking PMS. (laughs) I'm talking... (laughs) That's more of pregnancy, isn't it? But I'm talking more (laughs) about the emotional and mental um, effects. And I was not okay. I had anger Mm. problems. I was just... It was the worst. And... Prozac has really leveled me out, but now it's even harder for me to cry. Like I remember, one of the fr- I remember I cried watching Haley Joel Osment in Artificial Intelligence in the movie theater. I was like I, I was a kid. I cried during Moulin Rouge, but then again, who didn't? Um I mean
2: Moulin Rouge, bro. It was
3: Moulin Rouge, and Ewan McGregor was. Amazing. And I cried. I I remember being just like so in love with love and like, uh, and I would cry watching like Backstreet Boys concert videos on VHS. (laughs) And now it's so hard for me to cry, you know? Interesting.
0: Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget.
1: Mm. Los crujientes y esponjosos Ego Waffles. Ya sea que te guste un desayuno salado, con huevos o salsa picante encima de tus waffles, o seas más dulcero. Y los prefieras con mantequilla y miel. Encuéntranos en el pasillo de desayunos congelados. Lego with Ego. We've,
2: we have like opposite, opposite maturing. <sighs> opposite maturing. I mean, like I feel yeah. like I realize how sad and Hard and happy life is and, like, human kindness. Like, those stupid Instagram videos of people, like, giving someone a salad, which, you know, isn't really altruistic because they're sh- they're filming a video and posting it on the internet. But, like, they make me cry. And, like, I'll I'll listen. I was listening to Adiós Nonino, the song by uh, Astor Piazola, I think it is, uh, this Argentinian and my parents would like replay this goddamn song in the car. And I'd be like, there's no lyrics in this goddamn song. And I heard it recently. And in the car, I started bawling, not just like, (laughs) no, just like, (laughs) adio nonino means bye little grandpa. This is about morning. And, And so I feel like, um, I was very sensitive like you, but I didn't I would cry when things hurt my feelings, but I wouldn't yes. ex- I, I wouldn't see things external to me and feel them so deeply as I do now. And that's something that I do attribute to aging. And like, it's almost like as you age, you become a tree. You know how trees are connected to other trees? Like I didn't know this, but a tree isn't just a tree. A tree mm-hmm. is connected to the bushes around it, the trees, it's like an ecosystem under the ground. It's a fu- and they they communicate to it. These fucking trees communicate to each other. It's psychotic. I couldn't believe it when I watched the documentary about this. Um, I feel like human beings start out as like little bushels, you know, not connected to anything, and then as you age, well, at least for me, I think you do you do feel things. Maybe you don't cry about it. But you you you. No, things, I a hundred percent. I'm
3: constantly feeling things. Yeah.
2: Yes. And then, as as the tree grows, like you need you connect with the earth, right? And you connect with the bushels and the trees and the fungi and the this. And you you aren't just your tree anymore, bro. You're like you feel you you feel this ridiculous p- p- Puccini opera that you have nothing in common with these characters or the person that wrote it, and you feel the human emotion behind it. What the fuck? I it literally it just it's so overwhelming. Because it's because you know, because I think that life now, oh my God, we're getting so, we really get sad in the holidays, don't we? Or, <laughs> or at least pensative, pensative. Yeah. Um, but it's like we are, I, I, I realize how bad things and, and good things in life aren't abstract anymore like they are, we are living life. And when you're a kid, and when you're younger, you're like, yeah, like nothing bad's gonna happen to me. And like, okay, yeah, someone's grandpa died. Yeah, that. Happened. And then you're like, no, one day I will be the grandma, and I'm gonna die. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, You're yeah, just connected yeah. to people, to people's experience more because you understand it more.
3: Yeah, 100%. I think it's harder for my tear ducks to Create anything but that's again um, (laughs) That's I it literally Says it here on my Stanley cup What does it say wait It's a sticker sponsored by Prozac (laughs) And then underneath It's a sticker that says only dogs Can judge me
2: Um, I love those two stickers for you Jenny I feel like I I want stickers that That exemplify me in that way What does that one say It says Stop stop stressing Over shitty people Oh my god. This Stanley Cup is like your like a Bible. Like these and, are the <laughs> rules of your life. And then it's just a dog in a bowl. Is that a dog in a so salad this bowl? This is this is one of my favorite dog
3: fluencers. His name is Lil Hobbs. And <laughs> is that he's a corgi? No, he is a geriatric chihuahua. Obsessed. And he hobbles That's why his name is Lil Hobbs And so he gets a, like aqua aquatic therapy Like <laughs> And he's hilarious um, Everyone check out his His little Instagram
2: He's great um, We all have a favorite dog influencer That helps us get through the day Mine um, Oh my god uh, Marshmallow It's interesting I, 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 I'm I not even kidding Like When I'm like overwhelmed by life I go to Marshmallows' page because I'm like, this dog is so pure and innocent, even though she's a nightmare. Apparently, do- she like bites. But
3: <laughs> that's so funny because like, it's just like the other dog fluencer that she's a chihuahua. Her name is Maddie. And she has Maddie. no teeth, but she
2: bites. <laughs> uh, see, you know, um, Daniel sometimes asks me like, wouldn't it be amazing to just be a dog? You just wake up, you eat, someone takes care of you, you sleep, you poop, you like chill, you vibe. Like, what would you rather be reincarnated as a dog on the Upper East Side or just like roll the dice on being a person anywhere?
3: No, a dog on the East Side. A hundred percent. Or a Disneyland duck. Um, yes. They're born into luxury and plenty of popcorn um wait are they really because they take care of those ducks on in disney world right not really i mean they just they just exist i mean they they're Mm. well fed they have all these areas to chill
2: um (laughs) they have no idea about winning the animal lottery (sighs) you know disneyland you're like duck. fuck you reincarnated and you're a fucking duck and you're like god damn it the chances for survival are so slim but then you're a duck in disneyland where people are like oh my god careful with the ducks and like ev- like the lakes are fake and perfect and people throw food at you and you yes. just walk around and there's yep. no predators yep you won the fucking lottery
3: they I mean, I think the, the worst thing they have to deal with are, like, annoying kids who weren't taught how to respect animals' boundaries. But anyway. I feel
2: like... Oh, my God, wait. I have a character for you, Jenny. What? It's the duck, the duck bodyguard at Disney. And it's just someone who is, like, I can't stand these children running, running for these ducks and touching these ducks or trying to touch these ducks. These ducks have rights. <laughs> and I'll do anything in my power to protect these ducks. Um, I think yeah. that's a good character for you to workshop.
3: I'll explore that. I'll definitely explore that. Um, But <laughs> it's funny, because when you're talking about crying easily, what definitely mm-hmm. gets me to cry easily is animal stuff. I have mm-hmm. the softest spot for animals. That is where I will cry still, is like anything involving animals,
2: animal rescue videos. Yeah, that's like your Achilles, your Achilles tear.
3: Like I completely- Achilles
2: heel. Yeah,
3: I completely understand John Wick. Everyone's like, what the fuck? This guy goes on a rampage because someone killed his beagle. Yes, bitch.
2: I will Liam I Neeson didn't know that your that's ass. What John- Can I tell you something? I didn't know that's what John Wick was about. And someone was like, yeah, it's about a guy who gets angry because someone like kills his dog. Okay, I'm like, I mean, it's deeper than that because it's the dog that his
3: wife gave him and his wife passes away at the beginning of the film okay okay well and so then i mean he's already isn't it a franchise though girl it is there's like four. but okay but yeah that's really what sets him off to start going you know buck wild is the dog's death so yes
2: um so for you for you like okay what is it about animals because because you're you, like for you that's your that's sort of where your heart has grown the most or like the yes. softest spot like what is it about animals and that makes you feel cuz i think in, i what i feel in that moment is i feel very human like when i'm crying or when i'm feeling something very deeply i feel more human what is it about animals that makes you feel more human what 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 does it connect in you because
3: we are more connected like you, like you said, regarding, like, trees, right? It's not just, like, a singular tree. I think we truly are all connected. And now I feel like I'm Mufasa talking to Simba, but... <laughs> I'm Simba. <laughs> it's a great circle of life. But a lot, these animals, they're so innocent. I think animals are truly pure. And I haven't especially... I mean, yes, dogs are, like, my favorite of all time, right? But I actually also have a soft spot for, like, bugs and insects. Like, I quite literally was. I was the bodyguard a few days ago for a cockroach. There was actually. So there was, we were shooting um, my short film at this store in L.A. And they're like, well, we have a bit of an ant problem. And a bunch of ants were coming in to the bathroom sink. And they put these little sticky things I only went to the bathroom once because it broke my heart to see them all getting stuck on the paper. And I put myself in their shoes. And I'm like, what a terrible, terrible way to die. And I love ants. Ants are so fucking cool. They do so much for the ecosystem. And I'm like, Jenny, let's be realistic here. You're not going to be able to save these ants. You need to shoot, right? But I did save the life of one ant. I was like, okay, I need to at least save one of them. And so I took one of them from the sink outside and I put him out on a bush. And I realize that I'm fucking weird compared to most people. Because most people are like, oh my God, I love dogs and like sea otters. But I will (laughs) literally champion for those that are seen as disgusting or less than just because they're small you know, spiders, freaking lizards, all these little creatures that people just so quickly go fuck them and they squash them. And I'm like, I don't want to have the power to end this bug's life. Like, if I can humanely remove them from my house, I will do that. So I don't remember the last time I ever killed any bug. It's been a long time. I'm sorry, but a cockroach I feel like is... I mean, can
2: we agree, cockroaches? I'm like, I'm lucky.
3: It would still kill me at this point, honestly, to kill uh, even a cockroach. But thankfully, I haven't. In Florida, it was a problem. Here, we rarely get cockroaches in, like our places in LA. Um, I think spiders are actually more common, and so, but spiders are, believe it or not, super easy to catch. It's like there's no reason to freaking squash them, especially because spiders do a lot for us anyway. Like kill us? No. Um, (laughs) the average spider in the house. But yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's like megalatima, like borrecitos, like they don't have a voice. Um, to me, animals are more innocent than children. Yes, I said it.
2: And I, it's that's interesting. Yes. Um, Yes. Because I was a child uh, once. No, 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 I, uh, no, no, no. And I get it. I get it. I and I and I I understand what you're saying, and I understand right. your train of thought. And I yeah. think we we are programmed to want to take care of things, right, right? Right. Whether that be an animal, whether that be a baby, whether that be an old person, right? Um, for me, old people, I the equivalent for me is an elderly person. I yeah which 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 you know here i am laughing at you because you saved an ant because i don't feel anything for ants but like how how dare i laugh at that because i see an old man like this happens to me regularly i'll see an old man by himself and i literally start crying i'm like this is the saddest thing i've ever heard and then my mom will be like well first of all maybe he's fine being alone and second of all maybe he's a fucking asshole dude
3: (laughs) i it's so what are you you talking about you know (laughs) it's so funny you said that because i also have a mega soft spot for viejitos especially old men and i think it's because obviously they remind me of like my abuelo and yeah yeah, yeah. my abuelo was honestly the best fucking man but he was also he grew up fatherless with like eight sisters and a mom yeah, so yeah yeah he was very respectful of women he was like one of a kind and exactly what you said i'm like jenny what if this guy's a massive pervert what if he's sexist yeah. as fuck what if he's just a piece yeah. of shit yeah
2: yeah and you're but, here but, like but, Por but, aceto, but viejito. <laughs> pero, pero, you know i think we suffer like i think we suffer. i i feel like i find myself Suffering less about stuff that happens to me as I like, grow older, like, yeah, someone is mad at me. I'm like, well, I'll resolve it. It's okay. Uh, oh, uh, some a health scare. Okay, well, this sucks. I'll figure it out. Uh, oh, someone I love is sick. Okay, this is terrible. I'm gonna I'm gonna just go to therapy and spend more time with this person. But like, it I feel more como desatada and more weak and more like in pain by what is around me now, like old, like that I have to tell myself, like not every old person that you see is un pobrecito for God's sake. Like you can't think like that. You're going to die. I know. I know.
0: Summer, the best time of year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices, but what if there's another way with Ikea? Your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget.
1: Mm. Los crujientes y esponjosos ego waffles. Ya sea que te guste un desayuno salado con huevos o salsa picante encima de tus waffles, o seas más dulcero. Y los prefieras con mantequilla y miel. Encuéntranos en el pasillo de desayunos congelados. Lego with ego. I
2: recently watched this documentary. Uh I think it's called Nice Picture Beautiful Life or Beautiful Picture Lovely Life. It's on HBO. I didn't, I didn't even read about it. I just played it, right? Right. And... I, okay, I start watching this and it opens on this, like, scene of this granddaughter seeing her grandfather, this sweet old man, like, the sweetest old man you've ever seen. Like, oh, my darling. And I'm, like, literally crying. I'm, like, this is a so beautiful human (laughs) connection. Like, you, uh, how will I feel when I'm that age? And what will, and then, like, the next scene is, like, my grandfather was a child molester. And I'm, like, wait, (laughs) what? (laughs) What? And the whole movie is about this guy being a horrible child molester throughout his life and the granddaughter being like bro you have to say sorry I'm like oh oh oops now I don't know how to feel now these feelings are complicated and nuanced and as you you know you grow older feelings are more complicated and nuanced but you know something about animals is it's more simple Mm -hmm. right like even if a even if a animal kills a human like that is survival right that isn't malice necessarily so there's this like clarity in purpose yeah. and an in intention and that's why animals feel although they're not innocent because they do some fucked up shit to survive like seeing a cheetah chug an antelope is traumatizing but it doesn't but it is it's just survival right and and i feel like as you know i feel very naive with humans I, I feel very, I, I feel like you're more realistic with humans. I'm very naive with humans. I think most humans are good. And I and I tend to like love and feel things for humans. And then it's like, you know, maybe not, that's not where the love should go because that person might not be great. You know what I mean? <laughs> like. Yeah. I think I'm a little more jaded regard. I, I used
3: to be more naive with humans. Yeah. Ah, uh, and I do i I still try to always see the best in people first. That's just who I am. Um, but I think social media has kind of ruined that for me, especially mm-hmm. because we see a lot of humanity's worst front and center mm-hmm. on social media. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. I'm not talking about like Rebecca's like fashion Instagram account. I'm talking about like <laughs> yeah. everything going on in the world. So much bigotry, so much hatred, like the way people handled COVID, the way people just didn't give up, especially in this country. I've lost so much faith. Um, And it's hard because I'm not going to meet every single person that has ever existed and and know exactly what the balance is of good good versus bad. But I feel like lately we've been fed a lot of the bad. And... Mm -hmm. I, I'm a little more jaded. I'm a little more like, mm-hmm. you know what? And again, I, I tried, I, what I do is I try to be empathetic and I'm like, yeah, clearly this person is either going through something or had a really traumatic past. And this is why they are how they are and why they operate the way they do. But it still sucks. Um... I do try to take things less personally. That's one thing I try to work on because, again, I used to cry very easily if someone had a weird tone with me or gave me attitude. Um, So it's tough, man. Navigating people is extremely tough. And when you surround yourself by animals... You're just like, oh my God! There is more to life than the bullshit that we as people put each other through. Um, so that's why I ha- like I go to like places like the Farm Sanctuary and Gentle yeah. Barn. You just hang out with a llama. Pretty much, man. You like pretty much. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I'm just like I want to get away. Especially mm-hmm. when you're in this industry, you kind of do get mm-hmm. some of the worst of humanity in this industry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No shock there. Um. And you just want to get away from that vanity and that bullshit and that fake crap and, you know, just animals will never be fake. They are who they are. And I think for a neurodivergent person, it is heaven to be surrounded by animals and nature because you're just like, finally, (laughs) we're all just who we are. You know, not this like, oh, my God, I have to mask and they're going to judge me and they're going to this. And are they talking shit about me? Are they being fake? Are they using me? Is it? it's 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 a lot man
2: you know i think it's so so interesting how we we uh we like when for me when life becomes too much or when i'm overwhelmed or where or when i feel very disheartened and disappointed it's interesting that i i do the opposite um i need people and I need to connect. I desperately need to connect with people. Oh, not like anyone necessarily. Although I do do that. I like. I'll go to my front desk and talk to the to the guy that works at the front desk just to see how he's doing. But um, for me, the way that I handle it is, I I need I need people, and I think that I generally connect with the world through people, mm-hmm. and it's uh it's like it's 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 my roots it's my trees roots to the bushels and to the smaller trees and to the mm-hmm. fungi is like people um but like yeah like you you put me in a cabin by myself surrounded by animals uh and I will uh, I'll I'll freak out I'll be like get me out of here I'm going to have a panic attack well it's weird because I feel like I'm depicting
3: myself like Daria or something. Like, leave me alone, no. humans. Because I'm not. think it's very normal. I'm, yeah, no. I just think in, I'm just more careful is what it is. Because I truly mm-hmm. have some of the most amazing people in my life now. It just mm-hmm. took a lot of work on myself and a lot of weeding out and a lot of learning about human psychology and um, learning how to protect yourself. I just can't be this like the when i used to be super open i would get hurt the most so i think you, it's hard you got to find that balance of putting trust in people letting people in but also protecting yourself and listening to your gut because i'm the same i don't like being alone i i really don't i'm like i i love being in company of my friends right, right of right. people who get me um but yeah, people can be exhausting, especially those especially people who aren't being their authentic selves.
2: Yeah, which as as time passes, I think the meanest people, you say like social media has showed us like really ugly sides of humanity and I completely and totally agree. I also think that the meanest I've ever seen people is school. <laughs> like I've never been confronted like like physically in front of someone with someone being that mean and awful to me than when I was a kid. And now, I guess, through life decisions and luck, like, yes, it's happened a couple times. But just generally, the people, as as you've said, like, the people I've chosen in, in my life, of you know, they, I never... I rarely get hurt. And if I get hurt, it's not the way that I got hurt when I was a kid and being bullied in, like, fourth grade. I, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, relentlessly bullied. Yeah. Um, but it's like... I I think I look back at time with nostalgia and like oh god it was so great and I don't know if that's true or the case or fair and I think what I'm going to try to do as we move forward you know with the inevitable aging process is uh not to not to look back as much because we inevitably you know what they say uh, one of my favorite quotes everything is illuminated by the aura of nostalgia and that's like the quote everyone quotes but no one finishes that quote because that quote ends with even the guillotine so everything's illuminated by the aura of nostalgia oh how nice it's nostalgic i love the past even the guillotine even the mm-hmm. thing that takes and chops people's heads off bro no sometimes when you look at the past you only you see it you know through these rose colored glasses and and the present will at one point be seen with those rose-colored glasses so maybe maybe the new year resolution is like try to see the present with the rose-colored glasses and the future is going to be better because i think we're happier now than we were you know 10 years ago i i can say that for myself so let's try to be happy
3: one, <laughs> one of my favorite quotes is from the office it's from the season it's the whole <laughs> what finale is it? Well, Andy Bernard, he goes, I wish there was a way to know you're
2: in the good old days before you've actually left them. That's a horrible fucking quote that's so true. My mom says a quote in Spanish like that all the time. What was it that she says? She's like, Si solo supiéramos lo felices que, que éramos. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I try to remember that now.
3: Yeah. Good old days. This is the good old days. Like, I, I try to be more mindful of that, of like, You know like right now right like it's 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 so stressful like trying to climb up the ladder in this industry and blah 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 and i'm like jenny you're gonna look back on like these small shoots with kevin and david and your friends with like minimal equipment making this abuelas series right like you know, hopefully one day I will, you know, move up, and I'm in a in a position where I look back at my like content creation days, and and I still do that already with like BuzzFeed and the beginning of Fiddle like, and how we all started at the very beginning. I'm sure you have those memories of like, because Was you're also 100%. you're also a trailblazer in the Latino space in the U S. regarding comedy and and relatable content. Like we, like it's crazy to think about Joanna, but we are the trailblazers of that. Mm-hmm. And so you think about mm-hmm. like your time at Flama and my time at, at Like and Me Too and go, oh my God, like and all the memories made there, even though it was stressful and there was a lot of bullshit. There's always those like good old days memories, you know, of like, damn. Yeah. And I didn't take enough time to really sit with that. So I try to do that now with where I'm at, you know, it's hard,
2: though, right? It is. It's hard. Of course it is. I, like, what, yeah. when when this podcast is over, uh, one day, you know, we're going to be like, God, it was so good. But then, you know, the, today we were texting, like, fuck, okay, what time? Oh, my God, work got crazy. This weekend's impossible. And we're like, oh, my God, are we're going to make this work. Yeah. And, you know, we get bogged down with the day-to-day, you know, I. it's like you know i think i've said this before but like pointillism i always think life as like that painting with all those this pointless painting with all those people sitting in a park where is it what is it oh, god what is it called oh. it's like whatever in the park i know um, what you're talking
3: about i <laughs>
2: i'm envisioning it woman, now in my mind yeah there's this woman with like a really big uh, skirt and like an like umbrella, the umbrella. Yeah. See, and it's this and like I remember as a kid getting really really close to see all the all the dots and then you move you know uh, uh to the back of the wall and and you see it come together and like you know, I guess I I have to live by this but like you know what I what I used to do in the Museum as a kid is sort of what we we don't do as adults, which is like we just look at the dots. We're just like staring right into like the painting to the day to day, the little white dot next to the blue dot next to the yellow dot, and then you just see these fucking dots, and then you don't give yourself enough time to walk to the back of the wall to see it. Mm -hmm. And I think let's try and do that more in the new year. Like let's just. Let's just be little kids looking at a painting we don't remember the name of years later uh, and, (laughs) you know, referencing it. It's on my friend's credit card, too. I should know this. Like, my friend's credit card is that little pointless painting, which, you know, out of all the art she could have chosen, I think that might be the least credit card-y. But, you know. It's
3: called A Sunday Afternoon on the Island of La Grande
2: Jatte. (laughs) <laughs> oh well, there you go, baby. You there's know, there's no way I, I would have remembered my life that was... whole thing. There's no I... way. Wait, who who painted it? <laughs>
3: um, George Surrat. S-
2: S- Surratt George's, yeah, yeah, George's,
3: yeah. George's Surrat. Um,
2: George Surratt. George Surratt I, am his uh, name. F- yeah, I
3: don't, he's French. Yeah. French. Okay, Figure I mean, okay. Jatt. I don't know if that's how you say it. It's spelled J A T T E. Um, <laughs> I love it.
2: Jatte. I wish it was a yacht.
3: Or jete, um, jete. <laughs> I'm the worst. I
2: uh, Haven't taken such French an annoying American.
3: Uh, yeah, no, it makes complete sense. Um, now I'm thinking of Clueless when she's like, she's a total Monet. <laughs> <laughs> From far away, she looks mean? cute,
2: but close up, she's oh, a disaster. She's, that's so <laughs> freaking funny.
1: That Speaking is are disasters.
2: Funny. I have a. I have a disaster at work right now that oh, I need gosh. to. Yeah, it's it's like it's like I'm overwhelmed with I'm how so bad sorry. this is. But when you hey, but guess what? You're in the good old days. We're in the good old days, and if I look at like the grand scheme of things, this day is just me doing what I like, even though it's a nightmare right now. And that's what that's this life industry in a is nutshell all about. Yeah, and life. That's, that's and, yeah, life. And, and life and the mm-hmm. Joie de vivre, as mm-hmm. the French say joy to life. Yes. Um, okay, my friend, I'll talk to you soon. Okay, all right.
1: Let go with Ego. Existen dos tipos de personas en el mundo. Los que prefieren un desayuno dulce con frutas, dulce de leche y un jugo de naranja. Y los que prefieren un desayuno salado con chorizo, huevos rancheros y un café. Pero sin importar qué tipo de persona eres, hay algo que a todos les va a gustar.